Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to The John Cordray Show, number four. The John Cordray Show, where emotionally healthy living is a way of life. John is a licensed therapist and a national certified counselor, and he will help you learn to feel better so you can live better. You want to know how to improve your life? Get into the green zone. Do you get angry a lot? Do people tell you you have an anger problem, but maybe you don't want to go to some class or take time to see a therapist? Then my anger management video course may be just what you need. I designed my anger management video course to walk you step-by-step to learn how to control your anger. It's exactly what I teach my clients who come to see me in my office, but for a fraction of a cost. Find out more at keepcalmacademy.com. That's keepcalmacademy.com. Or you can visit my website at johncordray.com. You're in the green zone with John Cordray. All right, let's get started, and welcome back to my show, and uh, this show is all about how you can get into the green zone, or the zone where you're happy and joyful and peaceful most of the time, and that sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Uh, If you're listening to this, you probably uh, have some form of emotional struggle, whether it's uh, anxiety or depression, stress, anger. Um, just feeling overwhelmed, you name it. And if that's you, then you're right uh, at the right spot. So welcome. Uh, perhaps you're listening and you uh, just want to know more about uh, a certain topic so you can help a friend or a loved one who struggles. And that's great too. So I welcome you as well. Um, so today uh, I wanted to talk about uh, specifically about anxiety. Uh, anxiety is that blue zone that I talk a lot about, uh, the three different zones, the red, blue, and green. Uh, green is the, the happy zone, if you will, and blue is uh, the anxious, the depressed, the, the uh, uh, afraid. That's that zone uh, that, uh, that many people are in uh, with anxiety. And, and so I want to talk more about the blue zone, the red zone being, uh, anger, stress, and just pent up frustration, uh, that you just can't get rid of. Uh, but the blue zone, uh, the anxiety and specifically, uh, what it's like to live with extreme anxiety, uh, a very, very high anxiety. I'm not talking about just your, uh, jittery feelings or, um, maybe you're a little nervous about getting up in front of people and doing uh, some kind of a presentation. Not talking about that. Uh, we all have a certain amount of anxiety or a certain amount of fear that could be healthy, that can prevent us from doing something really stupid, like running out in the middle of a highway or jumping off a high cliff without really thinking about it. So we need some uh, some type of anxiety or, or, or a little bit of fear 
uh, to slow us down some and, and let us think before we do something. But that's not what I'm talking about. I, I'm wanting to talk about uh, somebody who lives with extreme anxiety all the time. They they wake up in the morning anxious. They go about their their day anxious. They go at night try to lay down and, and go to sleep feeling anxious. And this is extreme anxiety. And believe it or not, a lot of people live with extreme anxiety. And so I wanted to talk about that today. And uh, some of you may know I'm a licensed therapist as well as a national certified counselor. And I see clients all the time that come to my office. And uh, a lot of them suffer from some form of high anxiety. And, uh, you know, the, the, like I said before, we all need a certain amount of fear or anxiety to keep us safe, but sometimes it's those very emotions that are, that are meant to keep us safe, to prevent us from doing harm to to ourselves, uh, can actually make us feel uh, very unsafe, uh, which is kind of ironic. And, And that's why it happens a lot of times with our emotions. Uh, they're, they're normal emotions, but they're magnified 10, 20 fold. Um, and, and if you don't know what anxiety is like, then, uh, talk to somebody who struggles and you'll, you'll uh, at least get a little bit of an understanding, uh, not fully, obviously, if you never had anxiety, uh, but hearing somebody who maybe feel like they, uh, they're anxious or they're worried or they're just intense fear. It's so magnified. It's like a, an internal prison. Uh, can't get off the bed, can't get off the couch. Uh, for some, uh, the anxiety is so high that they cannot leave their home. And so they're stuck, uh, literally a prison in their own home because of their anxiety. So it's that type of extreme high anxiety, that real intense anxiety, it just stops you in your tracks. It makes you sweat excessively at times, and your your heart is beating and perhaps out of your chest, and and it could debilitate and prevent you from doing just about anything and everything. Uh, many times, people uh, have to get off of, of work and and get on uh, some type of disability, short term, long term disability, even. Uh, because their anxiety is so high that they can't go to work and function. And it's just something, a part of their brain that is, is out of whack. Uh, or uh, perhaps uh, some kind of a trauma happened as they were uh, perhaps a long time ago when they were a child. Uh, and there are a lot of triggers that tend to crop up and, and, and set the anxiety up off all, 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 again, all over again. And, and so... Um, this is the type of anxiety that a lot of people have. Uh, you may or may not suffer from it yourself, but um, I, I wanted to talk about, um, you know, at least briefly, there are mainly eight types of anxiety, eight different types of anxiety. And uh, a lot of people who have come to see me with intense anxiety often say that they feel like they're going to faint. Or maybe they're choking and suffocating. They feel like they're going crazy. Uh, sometimes they're, they're dizzy and their how, uh, heart is pounding out of their chest and they're sweating and they have chills. And And the most common uh, feature 
that a lot of my clients say is that they have feelings of impending disaster. Something is going to happen. Something terrible is going to happen. And nothing, uh, nobody and nothing can tell them or convince them otherwise uh, it's just going to happen. And so they're fretting and they're thinking about that particular thing, that worst case scenario is going to happen. And they believe it. It's not just a feeling. It becomes a belief. And then that prevents them. It paralyzes them. It keeps them from enjoying life. Uh, it, it, it quite literally puts them in that blue zone and they can't get out. And and sometimes uh, people might even take medication. Uh, different people have different thoughts on that. Um, you know, I, my thought is if it helps, great. Uh, but it's trying to figure out um, exactly what medication would help. Uh, I've had some clients on who have anxiety who, uh, who are on medication, and uh, the medication really helps. Other clients, not so much. Uh, there can be some side effects. So you really need to think through that. Uh, if you're thinking about medication, talk to your doctor, um, talk to a therapist, talk to somebody. Uh, about that and it's quite possible you may need medication if you have anxiety all the time that uh, you just need to get some relief um, so that's my encouragement for you um, okay so there's eight main types of anxiety there could be variations of of these eight types uh, but for the most part um, the dsm-5 which is the diagnostic manual that Therapists use to diagnose clients. Um, there are main, mainly eight categories of anxiety, and and the first one is a panic disorder. Uh, you probably have heard of uh, panic attacks before. Uh, panic a, a disorder is somebody who has um, panic attacks all the time. Uh, it's it's almost daily, frequently, with throughout the day. Uh, I've had a client um, who with a panic disorder would be walking and pacing back and forth in their room because of anxiety, and all of a sudden, boom, they fall and they faint uh, because of their panic uh, disorder. Uh, the second one uh, is, is called agor agoraphobia, and you may have heard of this before, but agor agoraphobia is, is the avoidance of places or situations. Uh, this is someone who can't leave their apartment or their home, for instance, um, because the outside world is is too scary for them. It, it's it's uh, their anxiety that something bad's going to happen. They might meet somebody they don't know. Uh, it's an unfamiliar environment. Uh, so that's somebody uh, that has agoraphobia that just or or maybe they can leave their apartment or home, but it's they're kind of white knuckling it. And it's really intense to maybe go to the doctor or go to the dentist or go to an appointment. Uh, if they have to go, they'll go, but it's not fun. And and then they fret over uh, the fact that they have to leave. Uh, so that's agoraphobia. Uh, the, the third one uh, is called a specific phobia. Uh, probably the most common that you may have heard are... Uh, a fear of spiders, uh, arachnophobia. Uh, and there, if you were to Google phobias, you probably will see 
thousands or now hundreds of different phobias and uh, people are afraid of various things uh, for various reasons and so very specific phobia some uh, it's snakes some it's uh, the fear of heights um, I think my first experience uh, with specific phobia was actually with my mom uh, she had a, and I think she still has a f- intense fear of snakes. And I grew up in the country, and uh, which is probably not the best place for someone to live if they have a fear of snakes. But my mom was, um, you know, with my my dad and I and and my brother and sister. We lived in the country, so we had lots of land and lots. Uh, you guessed it, lots of snakes and. Um, so I, I picked up pretty early on that my mom was afraid of snakes and being the, uh, prank, prankster that I was, uh, I would make it my mission at times when I was uh, young to go around and collect as many snakes as I could and put them in a bucket and show my mom and laugh as she screamed and ran off and got after me. And that was just part of my sadistic humor, I guess, uh, as a child. Um, but that was my first experience uh, of someone who had a specific phobia, and in this case was my mother um, with snakes. So, Mom, if you're listening, I love you, and uh, and I know you still have a fear of snakes, and that's okay. You just avoid them, walk around them, and you'll be okay. And, and that's the thing with specific phobias. Uh, it, it's because it's attached to something very specific. Uh, if you have an intense fear over that, you can avoid it pretty easily, right? So if it's spiders, well, you know, just don't look under under the um, uh, desk or, or uh, go to dark places. Don't go looking for them. Just kind of avoid them. Uh, if it's um, the afraid, uh, fear of heights, just don't go up in high places. Um, other times, though, it's not as easy to avoid specific phobia. Uh, but that's that's what that is. Uh, the fourth one is kind of related, and it's called social phobia. Uh, and this is uh, uh, a, a place where someone who is has intense anxiety around people, public places, uh, maybe meeting new people, going somewhere new, uh, someone who hates crowds, uh, someone who just feels suffocated um, when when there are a lot of people around. Uh, someone with social phobia, for instance, if they, they hate going into stores and, and maybe the, the big, great big stores like a, a super Walmart or something like that, uh, there are certain parts of the store that they can't cross because it's just too far into the store and too far away from the exit. And, and so uh, that panic feeling starts to creep in uh, with someone with social phobia. Uh, holidays are often very difficult for people with social phobia because holidays are associated with gatherings and family gatherings. And even even if it's people that they know, some a lot of times people with social phobia uh, still feel very uncomfortable, very uneasy uh, to be around people. Uh, now, not every they're not uncomfortable to be around anybody. Uh, obviously, there are certain people that they feel more comfortable with, maybe a spouse or even a child, uh, best friend, but it's a very small group uh, that they feel comfortable with. And when they go beyond that uh, to public places, it can be very difficult. 
perhaps um, it could be hard to go through the drive-through and have to order food in the drive-through uh, because their fear of messing up and another person taking the order might laugh at them. So it's that fear of embarrassment, something bad's going to happen. So that's the fourth one. Uh, the fifth one, the fifth anxiety um, type of anxiety is what I call, uh, well, it's not what I call, it's what is called the obsessive compulsive disorder. Uh, OCD is is a acronym. Uh, and this is somebody who uh, is always has to be, things have to be in order. Things have to make sense to them. And if it doesn't, they feel anxious. They feel like life is off balance. Uh, a lot of times people with OCD are very clean freaks. They're afraid of germs. And so they're excessively cleaning things, excessively washing their hands, for instance. Or they spend hours and hours in the shower and bathroom and because they're obsessing over uh, perhaps a dirt or something they think is, is some kind of a blemish that they're wanting to get rid of. And so they obsess over it. They compulse over it. For some, it's checking the locks and having to make sure all the doors are locked and multiple times before they can go to bed. Uh, sometimes people, when they walk up a step, uh, each step they have to count a certain amounts. Uh, that, and, and then they can't go to the next step until they get to that number um, because if they don't get to that number, they feel anxious. So an OCD is, is literally someone who, who can spend hours and hours on certain things that other people may not. And it could be a, a huge hindrance uh, and can really be an inconvenience to somebody who uh, it has to go to work or has some deadlines, but they can't seem to get there because they have to complete a task before they go. Uh, and this is particularly difficult um, for uh, someone who lives with other family members who are not as clean, not as neat as that person. And as you can imagine, uh, that can really drive that person crazy. Uh, and so it'd be very difficult, uh, not impossible, but very difficult uh, for someone who struggles with OCD to live in a big family, and that family is not too concerned about cleanliness, uh, that can be difficult for both sides, uh, but not impossible. Like I said, there are certain things that, that can be done to help with that. We'll be back after a quick break. Hi, this is Ross, the host of Smells Like Humans. Each week, we talk about the curious things that people do. This show is for you when you're in the mood for unscripted, lighthearted conversation, personal stories, and just a smattering of psychology and information you can use. I promise we will make your day pass a little faster and put a smile on your face. Sometimes silly, sometimes serious, but always fun. Please join us because no matter who you are, we all smell like human. Please follow the link in the show notes. Uh, the sixth type of anxiety, uh, w I think this is becoming more and more, um, um, the awareness is becoming more, and that's called post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD, the acronym. And I think we, we are learning more and more about this because of uh, our uh, men and women of the military, 
someone who uh, has experienced um, something very traumatic, perhaps a death of a person, or perhaps they actually imposed, you know, killed somebody, uh, or they their life was almost was in danger, or a friend they witnessed a very traumatic event. Uh, that can really, um, really mess with your mind. Uh, whether you're in the military or police or fire, first responders, uh, and you don't have to even have to be a first responder or in the military to have PTSD. It's really just any traumatic experience. So if you've been in a car wreck, and there that was a very could be a very traumatic experience, and you very likely you could have post traumatic distress, and there are certain triggers that can happen and a trigger is, is a uh, something that you you're not aware of it just kind of surprises you and then it creates this reaction inside of you an emotion and it takes you um, away from the reality into that world of panic and doom and gloom and fear uh, it's fear-based so a post-traumatic distress disorder can really hinder somebody can change them if they don't get help. Uh, so if you know somebody that has post-traumatic stress and, and they're not getting help, uh, you're probably seeing that they are a completely different person. Um, they kind of retreat inside their head and, and withdraw from everybody. Uh, and that's a, a typical response to post-traumatic stress. Uh, the next one, uh, the seventh type of anxiety is called acute stress disorder. And uh, this is this is something that um, something that can really happen very similar to post-traumatic distress. Uh, something very specific happened, uh, very very uh, concise. Something that happened that really threw you off. Something that um, really shook your world, and that could be acute distress, uh, acute stress disorder. And your anxiety, the stress is so high that it's preventing you from doing much of anything in life. Uh, so it's not your typical stress. It's acute distress or acute stress. And uh, it's uh, much more than just your typical stress. And then uh, the last type, number eight, uh, is called generalized anxiety disorder or GAD. Generalized anxiety disorder um, It's kind of self-explanatory. Uh, it's general, meaning that you just have anxiety and there's no specific rhyme or reason to it. It's not like um, agoraphobia. It's not really specific phobia. It's just all the time and it's just there and, and it's there's no real reason for it. It just happens to be there. So generalized anxiety disorder, uh, you can... You can pretty much do things. You can go to work. You can go to school. You can pretty much function, uh, but you always have that anxiety that's always there. Uh, you can't just relax, um, and so it doesn't. It may not prevent you from doing certain things, which it could though. Uh, but it's that anxiety is just there and always in the background, and you never seem to relax. So. Those are the eight types of anxiety, and and I've asked or I had people ask me, well, where does anxiety come from? And there's no great answer other than what we do know is 
anxiety is often hereditary, so it can be passed down from generation to generation. Uh, it can be also caused by some type of trauma. Uh, it could be um, anxiety could be situational. Uh, something might have happened and, and you feel like it's going to happen again. So th that situation made you feel that way. Uh, so anxiety can in, uh, can come from different places. Uh, it could be a part of your um, uh, chemical makeup in your brain uh, that's out of uh, out of whack and un, uh, out of balanced. Uh, so you know, there's not always a, a specific reason for the anxiety. Uh, something that either you it's hereditary, you're just kind of predispositioned for it. Uh, you had a trauma. Uh, something happened when you were a child, perhaps, to really embarrass you. Things that can really stand out, uh, and and it just it just kind of makes you anxious and worried that it might happen again. Uh, so a lot of times, people with anxiety uh, also have this idea that people can read their minds, uh, or they can read their minds actually. And the people with anxiety can just just know that people are watching them and making fun of them, and and but that's not the case. Um, people can't read your mind, and that people are not looking to see you mess up and then laugh and make fun of you. Although that's kind of what anxiety does, doesn't it? Uh, it makes you feel embarrassed. It makes you feel inadequate. Uh, anxiety just really um, can tear you down. It can can really destroy any type of self-confidence. Um, and, and so uh, a lot of times people with anxiety also have what I call an inner critic. Uh, in fact, probably we all have an inner critic, but the anxiety tends to bring the inner critic out even more. Uh, and so this inner critic is this voice uh, in your head, not that you hear voices, but the, the thoughts in your head that tell you all the reasons why you're a failure. It tells you all the reasons why you're insignificant or you're a loser or come on, why can't you do this? Everyone else can do it. Uh, so that's that inner critic. And, you know, I would just say don't listen to it. Don't listen to the inner critic. I know it's easy for me to say, um, uh, but that's that's just something for you to try. Try not to believe this inner critic and, and look for... Um, things that are more positive rather than negative to tear you down. Uh, but the good news is extreme anxiety is treatable. Uh, if you have anxiety and it might feel like nothing's going to help, that you're always going to feel this way for the rest of your life, well, it doesn't have to. Uh, anxiety is treatable, uh, very treatable actually, and, and uh, you can get help for it. Uh, you don't have to give up on your life. Uh, you don't have to uh, resort to a life of misery, being in the blue zone. And there are specific tools that you can do to help reduce your anxiety. So you can do something about your anxiety, but that's the thing. You have to be the one to want it. You have to have the motivation to get the help. And a lot of times the anxiety takes away the motivation. I know that. I get that. Uh, and clients that come to see me with who have anxiety, it's very difficult for them because they're going to come into my office. And one of the first things I'm going to ask them is, how are things going? 
And so they're immediately going to have to talk about their anxiety. But that's the thing. You have to. That's where you have to start. You have to face your fear, face your anxiety, or else you're not going to get anywhere. Um, so you, you might have to humble yourself and swallow your pride and make an appointment to see a therapist if you're not already. Uh, I would recommend that you find a therapist that's actually trained in treating anxiety or has experience in treating anxiety. Um, it's not necessarily a, something that you sit down and just talk about it. You you need to actually have a plan, uh, homework, if you will, tools to put to place uh, to work on your anxiety. So uh, it is treatable. Uh, anxiety is horrible. It's terrible. It's invisible. Nobody can see it. It's not like a broken arm or a broken leg, and people can, you know, come up and sign. Nobody can see it. Uh, it's an inner wound, and it's very real. It's it's debilitating, and um, I just want to encourage you. If you are a person who really struggles with one of the types, the eight types of anxiety. Um, I just want to encourage you to get help. Uh, talk to somebody. Tell somebody. Don't keep it to yourself. Uh, talk to a spouse or talk to your friend, someone that you trust, and say, you know what, I've got to tell you something. I really struggle with an anxiety, and I need to get help. Will you help me? You need someone to come alongside you and help you with that. So, okay, so that's the extreme anxiety, the different types. I hope this helps in some way. And I want to uh, encourage you, if you haven't already, go to my website at johncordray.com. And uh, I have all kinds of resources there. Uh, I, I put new resources and tools uh, all the time. Uh, my goal is to get as much up there as possible. I have a lot of posts uh, I blog quite often on this. Um, listen to some uh, other podcasts. Uh, I'll be talking about uh, more anxiety uh, as the days go on. Um, but go to johncordray.com. Look around there. And I would love it if you would um, reach out to me on social media. Uh, I'm on just about anything that you are. So look for me there. And I'll see you next time. Hey, thanks for listening. Take care. Bye-bye. Do you get angry a lot? Do people tell you you have an anger problem, but maybe you don't want to go to some class or take time to see a therapist? Then my anger management video course may be just what you need. I designed my anger management video course to walk you step-by-step step to learn how to control your anger. It's exactly what I teach my clients who come to see me in my office, but for a fraction of the cost. Find out more at keepcalmacademy.com that's keepcalmacademy.com, or you can visit my website at johncordray.com. You have been listening to the John Cordray Podcast Show. Until next time, stay in the green zone.